Judges chapter 15 is where we're going today. We're going to continue talking about um, being a person of potential. And um, if you're here for the first time uh, and you haven't gotten one of our acorns, uh, I want to give one of those to you today. Did you already give them to everybody? That didn't have? Okay, so we're, we're good with that. Um, if you have your acorn with you, go ahead and look at that. Uh, take a good, a good gander at it because uh, this is what we've been talking about, useless nuts. <laughs> and uh, that is something that uh, folks uh, have felt from time to time because they, they want to do something with their life. They have uh, lots of stored power, some uh, a potential in their lives, uh, understanding that they can do something now, but they don't really know how or what it's for or, or why it's even there. And, and it makes you feel kind of like a useless nut. Um, and that's what we've been talking about. Uh, potential is defined as stored power. Um, it is what you are always capable of doing. If you've already done it, it's not potential anymore. Uh, it's what you are capable of still doing. All right. Uh, I read to you the first week the story of the talents and the, uh, the man. The one man that got in trouble was the man who didn't use what was given to him. And we, we said to you the first week that potential is something that you're going to be responsible for. Uh, and so you might as well get it out, all right? Uh, you have been created to be more than what you are right now. You may feel like the worst failure on the face of planet Earth. Well, let me tell you something. God didn't create you to stay there. God created you to be more than that. You may be one of the wealthiest people in Orange County, Florida. God didn't create you to stay there. He created you to be more than that. You are always capable. That should be making somebody happy in here. You're, you are created to be more than what you are right now. It's not luck of the draw, and I know today's St. Patty's Day, so it's not the luck of the Irish, okay? It's because of the fact that God Almighty created inside of you a power that will allow you to be everything he's created you be, to be, which is more than what you are right now. Praise God. That ought to make you happy. When God created everything else... Um, in creation, he spoke to the ground, he spoke to the atoms, he spoke to nothingness, and it happened. But when he created you, he formed the ground and then breathed a little bit of himself inside. See, he put inside you the, a little bit of himself, which is all the power that you need to be everything he's called you to be. Amen? Thank you for that one amen, all right? Um, he didn't form the world with a ready-made human race. He actually created um, the process of potential where um, he created Adam, then he, out of Adam he created Eve, and then between the two of them, he put inside them the potential to create the whole human race. And that is the process of potential, okay? And just like this acorn, this acorn is created uh, inside of it the potential uh, to be more than it is right now, all right? Uh, now, it, it, right now it is a nut, and uh, I don't know anybody that really makes anything with these uh, or, or eats these except squirrels, okay? Uh, inside each acorn is the potential, however, to not just be a tree but be a forest because each, inside of each one of those trees are thousands of other acorns and inside those acorns are thousands of other trees. And so the potential for each acorn is to be, a nut, uh, to be more than a nut and it's to be a forest, all right? Um, you are a creation of God, and you have been created 
to be more than what you are right now, all right? Now, last week we talked about potential has to be released. Just because you know that you're supposed to be more than what you are right now, um, it doesn't necessarily mean you will be. Uh, You know, there's plenty of people out there that know they can do something, but how many of you know those same people, or a lot of those same people aren't really doing those things that they know they can do? It's almost like they're comforted by the fact to know, well, I could do that if I wanted to. Well, that's what you're still going to be responsible for is, is the things that you know you could do and you didn't do. And so potential has to be something that is released, all right? Uh, and that's what we started talking about last week. Inside this acorn is the potential to be a tree or a forest. But, you know, if it doesn't ever release that potential, it just still stays a nut, all right? And so last week, and, and this is just a little bit of review, uh, we talked about how to release our potential so that it's not just stored power, but it is starting to become fruit that everybody can see. Number one, we said to you that the, uh, you have to know the source that your potential came from. And God, of course, is the source of all potential. Now, many people are not becoming more because they don't know the source well enough to realize that the, that, that power is there for a reason. You have to understand that if there's power on the inside of you, it isn't just so you can just show it off and, and just talk, have people talk about how great you are. That potential is there because God put it there to, 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 to accomplish something here on the earth. And that means in order for your potential to be released fully, you have to know the source from where it came from. All right, This acorn knows where its potential came from. That's why when it goes into the ground... It's not just like, huh, I wonder what's happening there. It, it actually grows into an oak tree, all right? It's just absolutely settled that the power to become a giant oak tree is inside of it because God put it there, and if you're going to be what God's called you to be, you have to know him, all right? Uh, Zechariah chapter 4, verse number 6 says, Not by pa- might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That, how can you say something like that and be so confident about it? Because you know the source from where it came from. Number two, we said to you, know how you were designed to focus, or function, not focus. Uh, And I I read you the story about uh, David going to fight Goliath. And he stood out there before Goliath, and he said, you know what? There was a bear that came into our our camp, and I killed it when I was watching the sheep. There was a lion that came in that was when I was watching the sheep. I killed both of them. This Philistine will be like one of those. He knows exactly how he is designed to function in a crisis like this. And guess what? He's very comfortable functioning there. You may be designed to function a certain way. You know, if you got me up there to do what Stacy did, my goodness, this church would be empty. People would run from me in seven ways, and not because the Lord made them afraid of me. They would hear this horrible sound coming out of my voice. That is not how I am designed to function, okay? You have to know how God created you to function, all right? And when you do, you get in that groove, and next thing you know, you're just doing it, all right? So you have to know how God's built you to function, all right? Um, An acorn is not designed to grow in the desert. You know, if you take this acorn and, and take it and plant it in sand out in the middle of the dry heat, Nothing's going to come out of the ground. That's not how, this is designed to go in dark, fertile soil and take its sweet old time and break open and sprout and grow slow. That's how it's designed to function. Now you put a palm tree out in the desert and it'll flourish. 
because that's how it's designed to function, all right? Lastly, I said to you, know your purpose. Know uh, not just how you were designed to function, but know what you were designed to function and do, all right? This acorn's purpose is not to be a decoration, but you know it can be. Uh, This is really not just to feed squirrels, but we all know squirrels eat these, all right? The truest purpose of an acorn is to become an oak tree, all right? There are a lot of things that you can do and probably can do those things decently, but your potential will never be fully released until it is doing what you're you were created to do. Now, I didn't share this story last week, and I don't know why. I had it in my notes, but, um, and some of you have heard me talk about this. My potential, uh, and it's, it's always been there, but it's, it's constantly being released on a regular basis, is what you hear right now. My voice is my potential. I grew up like this. All my cousins called the house when I was a baby because they were, you know, I was three or four years old. They were hoping that I would answer the phone because I sounded just like this, and I would answer, hello. And they just thought that was hilarious. They said, I came out of the womb crying. <laughs> I mean, that's the way I came out, all right? All right, that is a gift that I have. I mean, I, and I used it all over the place. I used it in theater, and I used it, uh, I was a theater major in college. I used it in radio. I switched majors and became a com- communications major, and I had my own show on the weekends and, and radio DJing and stuff like that. And, and, and this was always a potential. Man, Brent has the potential to get loud. Brent has the potential to turn heads when he, when he opens his mouth. And it was that way from the beginning. But my purpose was not to be a radio guy. It wasn't to be uh, a theater guy. My purpose was to be in the ministry. And once you, desi- you know, figure out what your purpose is, the potential inside of you can start to come out at its full, you know, full capacity. And that's what you have to uh, decide to do. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse number 5, we see that Jeremiah got the same uh, thing happened to him. God said, I have, before I knew you in the womb, I created you to be a prophet to the nations. That was his purpose. That's why he had that kind of potential. All right, so this week, we're going to continue on how to release your potential um, so that it's not just what we've done. It's not just, you know, the things that we've done in our, our past successes or our past failures. It's what we can still do. It is what we, ha- what we can become that determines where our potential is. So how else do we release our potential so that we can become fruit? All right? And to this week I want to talk about understanding your resources. Now an acorn, in order to become an oak tree has to have the right resources available to it. It has to have fertile soil. It has to have the right amount of rain. It has to have the right amount of sunlight. It has to have good weather. It has to have a low population of squirrels (laughs) in order for it to fully be released and become a big giant oak tree and ultimately a forest, all right? These things must be available to the acorn or else we, we, see, we see limited, if any, re, um, potential being released. All right? The resources available to an acorn have been proven to be successful, and it will not grow until those resources are available to it. Okay? God has built inside of you specifications for spiritual, physical, material, and mental resources that are necessary 
for you to operate fully and your potential to be released, all right? You also have to have these things available to you. So let's look at the word resource. What is a resource? It is defined as this, any asset that can be drawn on by a person or organization in order to function. Anything that can be drawn on in order to function. So how do you know what you need? (laughs) How do you know what you need to, to function? Now, we can easily go to the diva side of all of us and look at your neighbor and tell them right now, there is a diva in all of us. Some of you are like, I ain't going to speak that over me. Don't say that. That's that diva in you coming out right now. You're proving my point. There's a diva in all of us, all right? And the diva in all of us will always think that we have to have the best of everything in order to function. That is not true, all right? We have to go on a mission of discovery so that all of us can determine what resources actually will work for us, okay? It's not just what we want is the only, is the only thing that will work. I mean, don't get me wrong. We all want nice things. We all want the best things, But you know what? It's not always what we want that's going to get the job done, all right? Only the best and nicest is not the only resources we need. Now, when I was 16, my mom and dad bought me a car, and I I was blessed. I mean, I really was. I had an 87 Firebird with T-tops. I mean, we're talking like Knight Rider, all right? It was, it was that kind of car. I was blessed. I mean, my, dad, my dad's first car when he turned 16 was a 68 Firebird, and he was convinced that I had to have a black Firebird for my, for my first car. And I was like, amen, I do. And so I had this really cool car, and my cousin was about uh, nine months younger than me. And, um, and so we went, you know, we, we went driving around together all the time. And, and when he turned 16, his parents uh, owned the local grocery store, and uh, they were going to buy, uh, buy him a car, uh, but they didn't want him to know that they were going to buy him a car. And so, you know, he was so excited. I remember that he, he drove his dad's Bronco for the, for the driver's test, and he was so excited. His 16th birthday, they took him down, he gets his license, and after school, you know, they bring him to school, and he's showing it off to everybody. So after school's over with, we're there, and um, they had decided they were going to play a trick on him. Now, now, the resources he needs in order to drive on a regular basis is a car. That's what he needs to, in order to function, all right? So it doesn't matter what kind, as long as it runs, right? Okay. So his grandparents had a 78 Lincoln Town Car, green. Not pretty green, like puke green, okay? Gross. And they cleaned it all up. I mean, it, it ran fine, but it was... Not what you'd think a 16-year-old in the 80s would want. So, um, so they pull it out, and they drive it up there, and, and he's standing there with his eyes closed. And they're like, keep your eyes closed. And they drive it up there. And he's like, can I open, can I open, can I open? And they're like, yes. And so he opens his eyes, and he's like, I'm not driving that. <laughs> I mean, immediately went straight to, I'm not driving that. And, of course, they were expecting that response. It was kind of like a little joke because this thing, I mean, it ran, but barely. Okay. And, and I don't, again, how can you put a 16-year-old behind the wheel of a barge? I mean, you're going to hit everything anyway. So nobody was really expecting this. But he immediately says, I'm not driving that. 
I'm, I can't drive that to school. People will laugh at me and make fun of me. And, all kind of, and he wanted the resource that he really wanted instead of just, I mean, how many of you when you were 16 would have drove anything? Come on now. I mean, I, it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, I, I didn't argue with my parents when they wanted to buy me a Firebird, but I would have drove the old pickup truck. I didn't care. I was free. <laughs> okay? And so, and so he, that, is the, that is the mentality that we kind of bring into this sometimes is that we want only the best. We want only the, the greatest. Okay? But sometimes the, res- the resources aren't what we think they will be, and we overlook the ones that can really help us. All right? Uh, an acorn won't grow in a leather recliner. Did you know that? <laughs> With a towel wrapped around it and somebody giving it a pedicure. <laughs> the acorns on its little, or uh, not acorns, but uh, cucumbers on its little eyes. I mean, it's not going to happen. Okay, we can, we can wish it and want it all day long, but it is not going to happen uh, getting pampered, okay? How, what resources does it need? It needs the cold, nasty, dirty dirt in the ground. It needs to drink rainwater, okay? It's not something that we all look at and go, yes, okay? It has to, it has to have the right resources, all right? Now, this doesn't mean, I'm getting ready to get to our scripture here, but this doesn't mean that we should all walk through life with a less than mentality where, you know, we're desperate to just take everything. But sometimes the, the best of the things that we want, we're not evil, even able to obtain it, and there's resources all around us that could get us to that point. And that's what we have to look at, all right? Judges chapter 15. How many of you have been watching the Bible on, on History Channel. You saw this last week, all right? And I love the story of Samson. In fact, if you go in my office right now, you will see a giant portrait hanging on the wall that my grandfather painted in the 70s that was, is of Samson tearing down the temple, all right? I love the story of Samson. Um, and, and to just give you a little background for those of you who aren't familiar with this, Samson has really upset the Philistines. He's married a Philistine woman. They're all mad at him. Um, and so they, you know, and, and he's not helping his case here. He goes and ties 300, catches 300 foxes, ties them, their tails together with a torch, lights the torch on fire, and then turns them loose in the, uh, wheat fields of the Philistines and just burns them down. So he's not helping his cause at all. And so then he goes and hides in the cleft of the rock. And they decide, well, you know, they send a, a, a crew of, of Israelites down there to arrest him. And in verse number 14, we pick up this story. When he came to Lehi, the Philistines came shouting against him. Then the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and the ropes, now they had arrested him, so keep that in mind, and the ropes that were on his arms became like flax that is burned with fire, and his bonds broke loose from his hands, and he found... A fresh jawbone of a donkey reached out his hand and took it and killed a thousand men with it. Now, I'm sure, and again, remember, look at your neighbor and tell him, say, there's a diva in all of us. <laughs> Thank you, Suli, for being one of the only ones who will say it. Right? Everybody's not wanting, not wanting to say it. All right. I'm sure the diva side of him would have rather seen a big sword laying there and a shield or a battle axe, or some kind of macho weapon. But the only thing laying close by was the jawbone of a donkey. 
Now, actually, because we know what happened with the story, that actually kind of makes Samson even tougher and badder in the eyes of the world because he used that to kill a thousand men, all right? When you are releasing your potential, you have to ask yourself this question, what do you have available to you right now that will allow your potential to come out? What can you channel your power through? Okay? It might be the one thing that you'd never expect. And it doesn't have to be just perfect. Now, I loved the spin that the TV show put on it. You know, they, he picks it up and then he splits it in half and used it like two of them. And, and I never thought about that before. And it was kind of cool. Um, it, it can be what you are willing to put your hands on and see if it'll work for you. Many times people don't try new things out because they think they have to have uh, this wonderful, perfect thing instead of, instead of understanding that everything is a resource. Now catch this. Everything is a resource until it's proven that it isn't. There are some things that you just will never get to work in what you need. It's just never going to happen. All right? If I'm building a house... I may, somebody may give me a, a bunch of rubber hoses. That's not really going to do me any good when it comes to driving nails into the studs and, and putting up walls. That's not going to do me any good. Okay? So you have to, there are things that are going to prove that aren't, aren't going to work, but you're never going to be able to prove what they are if you're not out looking for them. All right? Lydia and I were talking about this the other day, and she goes, so what you're saying, Brent, is you can't play baseball with a basketball. And I'm like, well, if I've never played baseball before, and all I have is a basketball, I, I might give it a shot. I'm going to try it. It's round. It rolls. It looks like it probably could. And I'm, I'm quite sure that's probably how kickball came about. Anybody else? Okay. Ladies, let me ask you this question. Who figured out that an eraser will hold an earring on when you lose the back? Who figured that out? Somebody who understands resources. She understood the potential of an eraser to, you can stick something in there and it'll hold it in there. And until I get home and find that extra back, I'm going to use this eraser. <laughs> Anybody ever done that? Okay, back in the 80s, I had my ear pierced. Any other guys in here have their ear pierced back in the 80s? I did. I got it done on spring break. Left ear. You had to have the left ear. If you had the right ear, it meant something else. <laughs> Left ear only. It's one of those cheap diamond studs. <laughs> Had the ear pierced. And I actually used an eraser one time. All right. Okay, so now let's, let's talk about this. What resources do you have available to you all the time? Now, if we're talking about releasing your potential, this is a great place to jump off and talk about a resource that's available to you to release your potential is right here in front of you. This church is a great place for you to release your potential. This is a resource that some people think, well, that's not really going to make me any money, or, or that's not really going to help my career. And that's not gonna, yes, but it, it's a place that your potential can be released. you got a gift. Listen, we all know that you have a gift. Everybody around you knows you have a gift. All your family, and you say, well, nobody's ever told me that before, and nobody's ever talked to me like that before, and, and I don't know, and everybody seems to always be putting me down. Listen, everybody knows you have a gift, whether or not you ever hear it, People are talking about it somewhere. Even if it's just, boy, they really can talk. 
I mean, that's a gift. That's, a, that's potential that you have. People realize it. We all know it. You have a gift. And listen, a resource that's available to you right now is this church. You can put your gift to practice right now. I, one, of the, one of the great things that we wrote down, uh, and, and I am going to um, brag about the Lord because he gave us the vision for this church, was that we wanted to make this a place where if, if we didn't have a program that would, would suit what your gift is, then we would, we would create it. Because we want this to be a, res- a place of resource so that when you go to do what God's calling you to do, you might as well get good at it here. Everybody's looking at me like, really? <laughs> you might as well get good at it here. Why? Because we love you. We, we want to nurture you. We want to give you the place where you can be everything. We want to be like the army. We want you to be all you can be. <laughs> okay? So, uh, listen, right here, right, right now, you can be a greeter, an usher. You can work with kids. You can be the part of the tech crew. You can help us, you know, uh, dis- whatever. I mean, you know, like, that's why I gave you the announcement about the, uh, the Easter outreach. That's a place that somebody can release some potential. All right? It is a place to discover which of these right resources for your stored potential can be released as a member of the body of Christ, all right? Sometimes resources to release our potential aren't what we think they're going to be. Now, let me, let me back this point up with this. Sometimes, not only is it some, something that we don't think it's going to be, but then sometimes we feel pressure to use things that people give us. And you know what? Sometimes gifts are a resource, all right? I remember uh, going to college, and when I, when I first went, um, my, uh, I think it was either my grandparents or it, it might have been my grandfather, I think it was, gave me this really cool calculator. And it wasn't just like the kind that you, you know, spelled all the bad words upside down and then flipped it over. And it wasn't one of those. I mean, it was like we're talking like a real calculator, you know, like the kind that does trigonometry and all that stuff, which I never took trigonometry, but I guess he thought I was going to. So he felt like he needed to be real nice Texas instrument um, calculator. And, um, and I, I was given this, and I, I, I can be honest with you, I, I don't know that I ever used it. I mean, it may have got out of the box and into my backpack, but that was about it. I never used it. I was not a math major. I mean, you talk to me for a few minutes, and you understand that. I'm, I'm not a math person. Uh, I'm not, you know, uh, uh, te- you know that kind of smart. Um, and uh, <laughs> no jokes, all right? Okay. But sometimes you get things and, and, and they, they aren't going to necessarily be the resource that you need in order to become. But we try and pigeonhole ourselves into accepting gifts and using them to be what we're supposed to be. Okay? Some people will try to give you things and, and there's nothing wrong with being blessed. But sometimes other people's resources aren't what you need to fully operate. Okay? They're nice. They're a blessing. But they may not be what you need to release your potential. All right, let's go back over to 1 Samuel, chapter 17. Now, some of you that are real familiar with Scripture probably know exactly what we're getting ready to talk about. But in 1 Samuel, chapter 17, David goes to fight Goliath. And he tells Saul, I'm this little shepherd guy, but I'm going to go out and kill this giant. This is the way I'm designed to work. And in verse number 38... Saul clothed David with his armor, and he put a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. 
David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested it. Now I want you to get those words right there. He had not tested it. See, he had, not, he had done a, a, a discovery. He had done a mission of discovery, and he knew what works for him. He hadn't discovered that this would work for him, all right? And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these, for I have not tested them. So David took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, now catch this part, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had, and his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. Now I want you to just look, that scripture right there says a whole lot about resources. Now listen, the king's armor was the best armor. I mean, you think about it. The best guy in the country made this. The best armor guy, all right? He made this for the king. This is the best stuff. It's the most expensive. It is, but David had not grown to the point where he was ready for that. And so what did he go and get? He went and got unglamorous rocks. Nothing glamorous about that. Nothing fancy about that. Nothing nice about that. But what he had done, he had proved what worked in his own. He had been on this mission of discovery, and he didn't feel pigeonholed by a gift to say, all right, I have to use this because it's, I mean, that's the king, first of all. I'm not going to tell him no. And, and secondly, this is really nice. Maybe when this is over with, I could sell this on eBay and make lots of money. I mean, this is, I could take this to a pawn shop and say, this belonged to King Saul, Okay. Whatever motivation he had, it went right out the door. Why? Because he understood what he was trying to do. I'm trying to fully release my potential, so I'm going to use the resources that I know are proven to me. This is what works for me. He went and got rocks, and he had his staff, which is just a glorified stick. Okay? He didn't allow someone else to force him to be what he wasn't. Okay? Doing something uh, because this is what others think you should be doing doesn't always release your potential, okay? You have to know the resources yourself and know that with everything that is available to you, you know what works, okay? Nobody else can make you functions with the gift they give you. It has to be something that you have discovered what you need and you grab it and put it to use. Now, I want you to think about this, though. At this point in David's life, David was not ready for the king's armor. But we all know, most of you all know the rest of this story. David had been called and anointed to be king. And there was a day coming that he was going to grow into, come on, he was going to grow into the armor of the king. And he realized that. But if he had tried to jump and be that, before he was ready and stopped using the resources he was good at now, he might not have even made it to be the king. He may have walked out there, and this might have been a completely different story. He walked out there and, and got his fanny kicked. <laughs> okay. That may have been what happened because he didn't use. But listen, your future is out there, and God may be calling you to step up in, in areas, and, and God may be calling you to have, you know, better resources available to you and, and you may be you know on a, on a track where you got to up the quality of your resources 
But listen, allow God to lead you there. This is God's word. Showing how they anoint him and they just pour the oil on him and it just drips all over him. And, and, and that's what anointed means. He's now chosen to be the, the king. But do you notice David doesn't run out and get fitted for the, king, the, the crown right then? And he doesn't go and, and like start telling all of his brothers, hey, you know what? I'm going to be king. So let's just practice. Why don't you kneel before me and kiss my ring? And No, he doesn't do that. This is when the lion and the bear come into play. And it's at that point, while the lion comes in, he kills it. Now, does that, that's a pretty big deal. I mean, my uncle hunts, and he's got a whole, he calls it his tack barn. It's, a, it's basically a pool house, very wealthy man, big, huge pool house, and it's just full of dead animals, not just heads, the whole animal, like full mounted lion, okay, you know, full gazelles, 17-foot crocs. I mean, he's just killed all kinds of, I mean, he, all over the world. Africa, Australia, everywhere. He's been everywhere. And, and, and then, you know, he's got the good old redneck corner from here in America. His white-tailed deer and geese and all that stuff. And it's just everywhere. Dead animals. All right? When he killed his lion, he, he, he took two or three years off. He goes, you know what? How do you, how do you get better than that? I mean, he's got a full 2,000. of grabbing the next phase of resources and then the next phase of resources and then the next phase of resources. And I mean, this it, it went on. I mean, the next resource that was available to him was the king's daughter. <laughs> and he, he, you know, I mean, Saul's like, I'll let you marry her. I mean, I mean, there's all kinds of things that David just kept grabbing resources that were available to him. And once he, he just kept grabbing them and they kept taking him up a level. Right? Once you discover what resources you have to grab and you have to have and allow your potential to flow through them so that your potential will then go from being stored to being fruit, this is when it starts to really come out of you. What you need to do what you do is important for you to grab hold of now. So what is available to you? What can you do right now? Well, I'm waiting on the big moment. This is your big moment. You're living it right now. Well, I'm waiting on, that. I'm waiting on this and I'm waiting on that. Okay, what are you doing in the meantime? That's what we're going to talk about next week, next time. We're going to talk about what are you doing in the meantime? How much preparation are you going through? Heads bowed, eyes closed, I'm done. Father, thank you for our time together today. Thank you, Lord, for all the resources you've put in our path. 
Thank you that you have put things there. And Lord, help, I just pray right now that you help us to see what those things are. What is available to us right now so that we can step out and become what you've wanted us to be. We can actually release that potential that's on the inside of us to be that. I pray right now in Jesus' name that you help us to see the things we've been overlooking. Lord, help us to start putting value on the jawbones of donkeys in our lives. Lord, let us start to put value on the rocks and the sticks. Lord, so that we can grow into the king's armor. 